0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host.
1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC's Open for Business, and today's going to be a fun one. I have with me today, Kim McKeeman, and she's with McKeeman Communications. Welcome.
0: Thanks so much. Happy to be here.
1: Well, Kim, before we get too far into things, tell us about your work. How are you serving folks?
0: Yeah, so we um, actually are a public relations and integrated marketing communications agency. And so when I first started out, and it was the guest bedroom of our starter house, we were really focused on just working with the news media for our clients, community outreach. And over the years, you know, what we're doing now, our marketing's really evolved with social media, with messaging, with internal and external communications. So we kind of almost serve as like a, a business's marketing quarterback, kind of calling the plays, but making sure that all of their marketing is kind of working hand in hand.
1: Now, do you find over the years that uh, marketing, advertising, PR, that communications really is the best word to describe all that? There's a blurring of the lines of where one begins and one ends now.
0: Yeah, you are speaking my language. Yes, <laughs> no doubt, and it's just having seen it evolve over the years, um, extremely blurred. I think communications actually is probably the best way to describe it because it that involves you know not only you know what you're doing in a paid capacity, and that's really an area we don't specialize in, but also like you know the earned you know what you what you do by like gosh doing doing um, interviews like this um, and, and some of the other, um, ways that you really show up for your customers, so much of communications, you know, can, can be tied back to, um, you know, just so many different realms from social media to internal communications to external. So it's, um, it's definitely been, you know, again, a wild ride as it evolves, but it's been fascinating at the same time.
1: Now, as part of your work, uh, since you mentioned not kind of leaning into the paid part of the work. Um, how do you manage the expectations of your clients when it comes to earned where there's some things that are just not out of your control, no matter how good the story is or how interesting the client is? How do you kind of uh, help them understand uh, that you just got to keep working at this and this is something that is a long-term kind of investment?
0: That's the million dollar question, right? Um, so... Um, it is, it's it's basically really, we we find so much of what we do is educating, um, our clients into as what makes a story. And right now is, is a great example where like, oh, I've got this really great promotion going on and we've got to kind of say, Hey, that's not where folks heads are at. Um, and I think part of that to your, you know, to your question is, is we start out with a good relationship with our client and that's how we kind of vet our best fit Um, you know, partners is to make sure they are folks that are open to, you know, really the expertise that that we bring um, and open to being educated and learning about really what makes news. And then by the same token, you know, knowing that, hey, if some, you know, there's breaking news, you know, all bets are off, you know, that there's, you know, that's, those are to your point outside of, you know, our control. So I will, I will say we've had some really good experiences over the years and, um, not only, you know, not only, um, ensuring that they're clear about that going in, but really delighting them when we're able to really hit on a story that, that folks really want to hear more about and, and getting our clients to, to really hone their messaging. Um, so they're good spokespeople.
1: Now, how are you counseling your clients regarding the pandemic in terms of um, some people are going, you know, underground and waiting this out. Some people are saying we still got to let people know we exist. Other people are like, well, that's not appropriate to really be salesy nowadays. Some people are like, well, I'm going to just be educational. But then you're get, some people are feeling overloaded with how much COVID-19 information can a human, you know, consume, like, how how are you kind of threading the needle here?
0: Yeah. It's, and it's interesting because one of the things that we've always told our team and and we've got a great team is, um, you know, we're, you know, we're our own client. So we have to, if we're going to, you know, we, we are living through this as well, along with a lot of our clients, interestingly enough, um, we, uh, we specialize in food, Restaurant, beverage, retail. So, kind of a little foreshadow on, you know, mm-hmm. yes, we've taken our hits too. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of been a, we've been working on parallel paths and saying, you know, mm-hmm. like what, the, how they need to show up. Um, and by the same token, we're, we're taking that same medicine, if you will, and saying, this is how we need to show up. So, it is a, it, it has evolved um, where, you know, my initial, my initial counsel to them was, now is not the time to sell. And I started thinking about that a little bit more like, no, actually, people need some of what our, you know, our clients have. And it's, it, I think, like, the, the key thing that, that I think is a key takeaway um, that our, our, our customers have said is, you know, like, they really appreciate. when We say, you have a, a unique gift, skill, or ability, or talent, or asset. And in some cases, that's food. How do we connect that food with the need at hand? And I think that's really the biggest thing. And and that's the thing that kind of gets us really excited is figuring out how to connect somebody's God-given talent, gift, or asset with where the need exists right now. And then use your marketing and your storytelling to support that and to connect those dots.
1: Now, how was the remote part? Had you already been working uh, with your team in a remote capacity or was this a new transition for you?
0: Yeah, so that's another interesting thing. I keep telling my team, like we were built for this. So when we started our business, um, gosh, this is our 25th anniversary year. But when we started our business 25 years ago, um, we started um, as a remote part-time work from home agency, which was well well against the grain at the time. But I had just a, a wonderful talent pool that I was able to pull from of other and primarily, working moms or moms that that wanted to to balance it. So we operated remotely. Um, although we would get together, we were all in the same state. Um, we would get together, but we worked remotely with our clients for a good twelve years. So um, we had been doing this, and then to this day, even though we have physical offices, we still have um, a a cadence of working from home two days a week, and that's just. It's kind, of, it's kind of just based on what I like to do, um, and I figure it's something that we can afford to other people. So it hasn't been that challenging for folks. It's actually been kind of fascinating to watch our clients adapt to it and have them realize, gee, I don't need to have Kim and her team in person for us to you know, really connect and understand and you know, get the work done.
1: Now, any lessons or tips you can give to the new um, manager or leader that's uh, doing dealing with a remote situation? What are some kind of must dos and some uh, don't dos?
0: Yeah, great question. Because we we, just, we have a lot of clients that are in that boat right now, um, and it's funny we we developed even even with us already being remote and um, a and a heartbeat developed a, a business continuity plan. Um, that involved, you know, really focusing on your people, your customers, and how you want to show up for your community. So in terms of people and working remotely, um, you know, I think everybody and their brother has at least one Zoom account now. So, um, you know, as much as we've we've um, leaned on in-person and conference calls, I think that's one of the beautiful things that comes out of this is that turn on that camera and get face-to-face um, and, and let's kiss the, uh, the the conference call goodbye. Right now is a good time to really flex that muscle and be comfortable with showing up on camera. People, you know, like, and again, internally for your teams, they don't care that you haven't had a shower yet. They don't care. They want to be reassured by seeing you in person. So I think that's definitely thing one. Um, let um, Definitely over-communicate at this point. People need to be reassured. So when you're working from home and you're not able to be, you know, right next to your, your normal workmates, um, being able to, um, open, you know, like we've been, we've been leaning heavily on Slack. Um, that's another communication channel that is a lot more informal, but it also kind of separates things. Um, you know, as much as you can over communicate without inundating. And then lastly would be just encourage open, honest, Um, feedback and conversation. That's something that we do ongoing anyway, but um, you've got to look for where your, you know, your, your folks may be, you know, coming across some pain points and either working from home or just dealing with everything that's going on. Um, We do the same thing with our clients. So we're doing, you know, very high touch point with them and, and look for those pain points where we can at least relate, listen, and possibly support.
1: Now, how do you help uh, your team and your clients uh, avoiding some of this burnout that's beginning to happen where, you know, like this new normal is just becoming the normal and that, you know, all the days are coming together. It's hard, you know, someone said, Monday's Memorial Day, what are you doing? And it's like, you know, every day's Memorial Day. It feels like, you know, it's hard to tell the like weekends. Diff- right, <laughs> it's hard to say the weekend's different than the weekday. It's like a big blur. How do you ha- so. prevent that 24-7 kind of mentality to creep in for some folks.
0: Yeah, that's, and that's such a great point. And I think for anybody out there who's a business owner, we all kind of have that type A personality and we, we tend to hire some of those type A personalities where we've got to actually say, okay, folks, it's time to, time to turn it off, close the computer and step away. And um, it was interesting because when I first put together our continuity plan and I have a wonderful VP, that I'm able to bounce things off of. I, I was actually going to say, okay, we're going to man- we're going to mandate that people take time off, and it's just going to be extra time off. And I went, well, I don't know that I can really do that. <laughs> I'm not sure that's really legal. But um, I uh, we what we have done though is um, we are really. It's funny we we all keep each other accountable, and if we see somebody who is sending emails, you know, into the evening. Or working too early, we will very nicely call them out on that. Um, I will tell you one thing that we did recently because I, I could tell, you know, it was wearing on me, and it, I could tell it was wearing on our team. I, you know, we had our normal Monday morning call with our company ops team, and I said, "I need a vacation." I think everybody else said the same thing. I said, "Why don't we do this? Why don't we do um, a guess what? It's going to be a um, gift of grace that we give to our entire team on Friday." We're gonna call it Happy Friday and we're, ta- we're all taking it off. Um, and and I think that just gave everybody kind of like this nice big breath um, granted now folks still did check their emails but um, but I think sometimes you just you have to set that tone and say it's okay you know we, we all are feeling the bur- the burn and churn and the world and it's okay and and we have to kind of you know like say it's time to step away and take a break.
1: Right, and and being the leader and giving them permission, and then letting them know that you are doing it, it kind of gives it that okay. Like this is, it really is okay. It's not like just people saying it's okay.
0: Right, I am not just talking about this. Like, no, we're actually doing it, people.
1: Right. So now, tell me about uh, GWBC. How did you find out about them, and why was it important for you to get involved?
0: Yeah, so this is great. Um, we again having been in business for a while, um we went we did go for our certification um you know the women-owned business certification and that was a fabulous process that we went through having folks um come to our actually to our location and then just learning about all the benefits and for any of the business owners out there that feel like they are you know really just having to learn so much about everything on the fly um it's it's really important to use your resources and that's what we've really seen, you know, with, with, um, Jebby, Jebby, sorry, Jean WBC, it's just that the proactive information that's, that's been shared and whether it's, you know, just networking with some of the other, um, businesses, whether it's, you know, having to, to navigate this PPP thing. I have learned more about, um, about tax law and, finance than I have ever learned and much of that is due to the information that that y'all have been providing so I um, I just think again have, have really been a, a wealth of information and would encourage folks to you know seek that out um, you know even if you are members and you're, you're not using the resources definitely do that you will cut a lot of time out of your daily schedule. And, and again, just, it's always about maximizing your resources. And this is a really good one.
1: Now, getting back to your work, how do, um, what's your recommendation for your clients now? Is there some people that are, um, kind of just saying, I just want to survive this. And there's other people that are saying, Hey, there's opportunity here to grow. Um, like how are you kind of helping each of your clients kind of get the most out of the situation?
0: Yeah, that's and that's great. And of course, I'm going to use that. Um, I think there's there's probably 15 dreaded words right now that we just keep hearing over and over. And one of those is pivot. And I once at one time said I don't want to hear that word again. I said I just got to embrace it. It's it's what we're doing. And um, so so basically, it's been interesting. And that's I guess I'm in business because I find so much of you know like what you do in in times of uncertainty fascinating. And um, so we you know we we're encouraging that just like we are for ourselves. We're, you know, we're, we're leaning in and doing things a little bit differently. Um, and, but we're also being very mindful of, you know, if you are um, an industry that, that, you know, like largely has been selling hamburgers, it's not time to get into, you know, and you're in your quick service restaurant. It's not time to get into full service. Like some pivots just don't make sense. Um, but, but really making sure that any of the changes that they're doing are fulfilling those needs. It kind of goes back to taking the gifts that you have, the assets, your God-given talents and making sure they fulfill a need. So we have a restaurant company or a restaurant, um, uh, independently owned, uh, business that's, um, headquartered in Charlotte and they've got 30 locations. And I loved this. Um, they started doing grocery essentials because let's face it, who knows why, but toilet paper is like gold now. And, um, and some of the other things that you just can't find. And they started doing a grocery essentials program and it was, you know, it really was a godsend for a lot of, um, folks in the greater Charlotte area. We've got another client that has been doing, um, you know, water and mold remediation. Don't be jealous people. No, it's a, it's a very interesting, different client for us, but, um, water mold remediation, but they are set up as an essential business because they're used to treating, um biohazardous situations so now they're offering a um deep cleaning um sanitizing um opportunity that um basically was used the same same solutions same chemicals same um you know epa approved processes that was used in treating uh, places that were you know had experienced sars so we've seen some really fascinating ones but i, I would say the the one thing again, just to kind of go back to that one message, which is make sure whatever they're doing in marketing fulfills a critical human or essential need right now that, that people, um, you know, are really hungry for.
1: And if it aligns with your superpower, all the better.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a win all the way around.
1: So if somebody wanted to learn more uh, about your firm um, and get on your radar, is there a website?
0: Yes, indeed. We are, um, McKeeman communications.com. Um, and, uh, the other thing, you know, obviously you can find us on any of the social channels, um, McKeeman.com, at McKeemancom on Instagram. Um, and interestingly enough, we're doing, this is, this is one of our changes that we've doing. We started doing, um, an Instagram live after lunch every week, uh, which is brand spanking new for us. And we've had to really lean into it, but any of our, our social channels, you Google McKeeman communications, we will pop up.
1: Good stuff. Well, Kim, thank you so much for sharing your story. And that's McKeeman, M C K E E M A N communications.com.
0: Correct. Yes. Yeah. Thanks so much. And um, appreciate the opportunity to kind of share our experiences and definitely have, have learned, have loved hearing about the other ones as well that you guys have been sharing.
1: All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.